Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. I started my business with a broken iPhone, zero branding photos, you know, a borrowed laptop, but <laughs> grit and confidence. And so I'm proof that you can build your brand with very little as long as you believe in yourself. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? <laughs> no way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. One of my favorite topics is front and center on the Gold Digger podcast today, and that topic is passive income. Becoming a mom really reminded me why I decided to build my own business as an entrepreneur. I simply do not want to be on someone else's clock in someone else's office trading what could be precious family time for a predetermined amount of income. Creating passive income streams was the first real eye-opener that showed me I don't have to trade time for money. Abby Harriman is a longtime student of mine, and she's poised for some major growth in her business. She wants that growth to look like passive income streams that allow her to scale without losing time with her family. In this coaching session, I'm tackling her question on value ladders and low-priced offers, strategies for automation and outsourcing, and low-budget ways to get the help you need in your business when you're just getting started. Passive income, it's one of those things that I could talk about for days on end, but Abby and I will try to keep it down to one podcast episode's worth of advice. Sound good? All right, let's dive on into this gold digger coaching session with my friend and student, Abby Harriman. Thanks to Fiverr for supporting Gold Digger. It's so easy to find freelance talent for your business or project. From graphic design to copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more, get 10% off in the service you deserve at F-I-V-E-R-R dot com with the code Gold Digger. 
Thanks to ShipStation for supporting Gold Digger. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings all your orders into one simple interface, making them really easy to manage from any device, even your cell phone. Use my offer code GOLDDIGGER to get a 60-day free trial. All right, Miss Abby. So we had the pleasure of meeting. It feels like yesterday, but now thinking about it, it was a little while ago at one of the Airy events. But I am just so excited to have this coaching session with you. And I think it's so important before we dive on in to hear a little bit about you, what you do, and what stage of business you're in. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Jenna. Oh, it was so fun. I remember the day that I met you at Aerie. I had driven six hours for a few minutes and I got this amazing hug from you and I just... I'm so excited now that I get this opportunity to learn from you and grow and all the things. So thank you for having me today. Absolutely. Okay. So I know so much about you, but for someone listening, they might not. So tell me a little bit about your business right now and kind of where you're at, and then we'll dive on into all the questions. Okay. So I am Abby Harriman. I'm a small town Iowa gal married to my husband, Matt. We have three daughters, Harper, Delaney, and Letty. And we live a very busy life. We have kids and activities and we love to visit family and all the things. To go back a little bit, I told my parents in the seventh grade, I was moving to New York City and I've always enjoyed fast paced environments. And while I was there, I loved the company that I worked for and I had amazing experiences and I learned from some of the best in the industry, you know, got to attend fashion week and work alongside well-known makeup artists and things like that. But When I switched to the agency, a PR agency, if you can imagine, it was kind of Devil Wears Prada. (laughs) I just, I didn't feel aligned with my goals and my values and had to leave my dream because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. At the end of the day, I knew there was more, but that was really hard to do. So since then, I've been working in marketing and advertising and brand licensing and doing social media. And I just still have always felt like there's something more on my heart. And so it was actually a couple of years ago that I discovered Gold Digger. When I was commuting to my windowless nine to five, I remember the days vividly. I would live for Mondays and Wednesdays when the new episodes would drop. (laughs) And I would seriously run to my office, scribble notes and binge old episodes at my desk and like to be totally transparent, I would pretend I was on the show and just try to like take in all of your info and learn. And it was actually around that time and a year ago, I made the commitment to leave my nine to five and launch a marketing and events company. And I was serious about investing and I hired a website designer and coach. I invested in DCA, as you know, and uh, purchased your Instagram lab and then KBB this spring and was able to be mentored by you. And that's kind of where I'm at. So I, I learned inside KBB that I'm really good at branding and I want to release products that will help women build a brand they love to create impact, freedom, and joy in their lives. My personal brand has afforded me tremendous you know, life-changing opportunities. And I want to show other women that they can do the same thing. I started my business with a broken iPhone, zero branding photos, you know, a borrowed laptop, but (laughs) grit and confidence. 
And so I'm proof that you can build your brand with very little as long as you believe in yourself. However, I, I learned very quickly after having a couple contracts and did some events that I'm a one woman show, mother mm -hmm. and wife first, and I can't do it all. <laughs> yeah. So that has led me to where I'm at right now, where I want to create a different product suite and have that passive income in place so that I can really pour into time with my family and be fully present as we know these years go by super fast and I don't want to miss out. So it's kind of where I'm at. I also am a huge cheerleader for community over competition. And in August, I had a calling on my heart to bring like-minded women together in community. And I think, you know, 2020 might have made me crave it a little bit more. And I wasn't sure how to make that happen. And then I received a message actually from another gal who was in class with us this spring. And she's like, hey, this might be totally crazy, but what if we bring women together in community and, you know, kind of help them with alignment and clarity and vision for their brand? And then we decided that we're going to plan our first ever aligned retreat, which is next weekend and have a branding photographer on site so that they can leave with this clarity and alignment and have kind of the tools that they need to move forward with their business, their brand, their vision, and start off 2021 on a good foot. So I'm kind of in between my branding guide, which is a digital product right now, and others that I would love to create down the road. And then this in-person product, which is the retreat. And we do see ourselves doing one in the spring. We already have a waiting list. And so that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> it's busy behind the scenes, but it's fulfilling, I should say. Oh, it's been so amazing to get to mentor you. We had our mastermind call and just all of these different ways that I've gotten to kind of peek inside of your life and watch this growth. And so I'm just first, just very, very proud of you. And I know how hard you've worked. And so that's why I'm so excited for some of the questions you've prepared today. <laughs> so should we dive on in? What do you think? Yes, let's do it. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Hit me with your first question. Okay. So I'm almost finished with my branding guide and I kind of feel like the student who hasn't finished their homework with you, but <laughs> life threw some curveballs this summer and I had to just say, Hey, it's got to go on the back burner for the summer. But when the kids go back to school, you know, we'll get back at it. So I'm working on that branding guide right now that will serve women tools that they can implement fast whether they want to be, you know, showing as an expert in their space or an influencer, or if they have an MLM, I want to help them brand themselves quickly so that they can start creating that income and freedom that I am beginning to have. So since you already suggested, I break down that mega branding networking course that I was working on this spring for this lower price point offer where the customer gets the faster results what other lower price offerings would you recommend to support my primary offer? And sh like, does that look like I still work up to a larger course or, you know, kind of what does that value ladder look like? 
Yeah. So I love this question. So I remember Abby and I were on a call. She was telling me about this like giant course that she was creating. And I'm like, okay, I love that. But in the meantime, could we break down that course into separate chunks that could be lower price offers so that if someone just needed one little piece of that puzzle, it was available to them for a lower rate. So the first thing that comes to mind, and I believe we may have talked about this in the past, is some sort of template. So whether you're making Canva templates or templates that people can take and plug in their own information, the way that I look at value ladders is there's going to be people that first just need to be exposed and learn something. The next they need to be able to apply it. And a lot of times they don't have the money or like the ability to hire someone to apply it for them. So they need to have the tools to help them to apply it. Then they can go and like take that course and learn the full start to finish. And then hopefully after that point, then they would be able to maybe hire someone to do some of that work for them. So one of the first things I just think of are any sort of templates that are done for you that allow people to take the knowledge that you have and that expertise in branding and then use it to suit their own needs. So that's kind of something I see. And I know for me too, a lot of my audience, they want templates because it not only speeds up the time frame, but it also gives them the confidence to know that they're doing things the right way. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. Uh, I have a list actually kind of going of templates that I could see or, you know, even I think I mentioned too, like presets, people are just so curious about how do you create that cohesive feed that you can then run with consistently. So, you know, things like that too. Yes. And it's such a easy push to do. So if you upgrade to Canva Pro, they actually have a way. So you make the designs and then you can share them as a template. So it makes it so easy. So let's say somebody bought templates for $20 and it was like, branded, cohesive Instagram story templates. Then you could make similar templates that were in the square orientation or Facebook ad size. And you could almost build an entire template suite off of one design just through resizing them and kind of tweaking those designs to fit the different platforms. Or you could show your students how to do that in a quick little tutorial and give them even more value. So I just think templates would be a really easy extension. And you probably already have created certain things that you've needed in your own business that you could tweak and tailor in order to make it more accessible for everyone. I could. And so do you think, because I like to give people options, which probably, or which might hurt me sometimes. So how many, well, I guess if it's customizable, then they just get it and they can tweak it with their colors and their logo and all that kind of thing. Yep. 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 Yeah. And what we do, like in a lot of our programs, we include templates inside of Canva. And so I'll just record like a five minute tutorial of like, here's how to change the colors. Here's how to change the shape. Here's how to bring in your own images and show them. And it's really cool because it also shows off how versatile your designs can be. They don't need to be super earth shattering or super crazy or complex, but you can show how just different brands can use the same template and have a totally different look and feel. So it's a really, really great option for kind of that entry level price point for people that are still in the DIY phase. I like that. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So my next question is, I realize it's going to be a lot of work up front, but I'm willing to put in that time now so that I can play and rest with my family in the future. 
So what systems and strategies do you recommend that I put into place right now for the passive income opportunities? Because I also, you know, I want to be able to do some speaking or affiliate marketing or other things in the future. And it'd be good to not be in it, you know, in the everyday. So I want to make sure I have those systems in place. Yeah. So my friend, Russell Brunson, I was recently with him and he is just like masterful when it comes to systems and building out funnels. And for somebody that's listening and the word funnel feels overwhelming, it's basically just a sequence that guides people along in the process with invitations to certain offers. And so automation is just like the key. And one of the things that I think happens a lot of times as we're building our business is we get so used to doing things over and over and over again, that we kind of forget to pause and say, wait, could this be automated or simplified? Is there a way to make this better? And so a lot of times when I start to feel overwhelmed, or I feel like I'm not keeping up, or I kind of finish a day, and I'm like, did I even get anything done today? I kind of take an inventory and ask myself, like, what is something that I did today that I've done before that could maybe become a template? or be automated, or set a reminder so that I just remember to do it at a certain time instead of constantly checking and going backwards. And so one of the things that I think is so important for anyone when it comes to looking at like passive income and figuring out like, how do I protect my time and energy in the best way is that you just want to find one offer that is driving you results and then take the time to really assess it, go back, critique it, refine it, make it better, make it better. And then like my friend Russell says, he's like pour fuel on that fire. And what I think happens a lot is that we often get our hands in so many different projects that we kind of get them up and running and they're like making do, but we never really take the time to like optimize and make sure that they are actually driving the best results they can. And so I would do an inventory and look at what is actually moving the needle for you in your business right now. Maybe it's one-on-one work. Maybe it's your retreats. Maybe it's custom client work. Maybe it's a template that you create, but take inventory, look at the thing that is moving the needle the most, and then assess areas that you can either automate, strategize, create a system around, or places that you can optimize it and pour that fuel on the fire, whether that's through ad dollars or more email campaigns or building out a newer sequence. So I think a lot of times we just like to feel busy. We, we feel accomplished in doing, but when we peel back the layers, there's probably one, two, maybe at most three things that are moving the needle the most for you. And when we can take inventory of those and then kind of reverse engineer and figure out ways to strategize, systemize, and optimize that's where like the magic happens in terms of helping you create more work-life balance and preserving your energy. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Because as you know, when when you're in the beginning, you just, it's a lot of work. And you, when you care so much about something, it's hard to protect that time. And I'm, you know, like I said, I'm getting to that point where the kids are getting older and They see you working on things and they have activities. And so, you know, the strategy and the systems are so important. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, we trick ourselves because we just think that in doing we're worthy. Like we find our worth in like being busy and 
a lot of times we almost like disregard or downplay things like creating an email template or even a DM template to help us respond. And in reality, I remember I had a lot of mixed feelings about this when I was a wedding photographer because I was like, oh, a template feels so impersonal. Well, then when I got busy, I was just quickly responding to clients in not this like thought out heartfelt way. And I was like, wait a second, like, a template actually allows me to be super intentional in saying the things that I want to say in the way I want to say them. And I can always customize and tailor it to someone. And so templates don't take away your personality or that customization. They actually give you this chance to like sit down and be like, how do I really want to say this? Or what do I want someone's experience with me to be like? And then how can I make that even better before I hit send? And so I think it's just something that we've got to rewire our brains to accept And also to like retrain ourselves that like busy doesn't equal worthy. And that's like a huge thing for women that I think we need to just kind of embrace. Oh, a hundred percent we do. So I guess with the templates and then, you know, who would be my ideal client? You know, I always think top of mind busy moms or the, you know, aspiring entrepreneur that's just getting started where I might've been a couple of years ago that, you know, didn't know what a preset was and things to, you know, create kind of this brand. Do I need to niche down? Because obviously I can think of several different people then that I could help, or I guess, what does the marketing look like then for that? If you're running an online product-based business, you know how the holiday season means more orders, more packages, and more shipping labels. With the busy season here, it's time to get ShipStation. ShipStation helps online sellers get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep customers happy. No matter where you're selling, Shopify, Amazon, eBay, your own website, ShipStation brings all of your orders into one simple interface, and you can choose from all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even international. They even offer big discounts on shipping costs. Now any business can access the same postage discounts that are usually reserved for the large Fortune 500 companies. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, Gold Digger listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code Gold Digger. Make sure your business can meet the demands of this massive online shopping season. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Gold Digger. That's ShipStation.com. Then enter the offer code Gold Digger. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. If you're looking at your end of the year to-do list, thinking the only way you're going to get it all done is if you can clone yourself, I have an option for you. No need to clone anything. The freelance talent at Fiverr is ready to jump to your side and assist with all of those final 2020 projects you want to wrap up. Need a video produced like yesterday? Find a video editor based on your budget and timeline on Fiverr right now. Need a copywriter to tackle those final blog posts or social media captions? There's a Fiverr freelancer for that too. Fiverr's online marketplace connects businesses with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and more. 
Find exactly what you need and customize your search by service, deadline, price, seller reviews, and more. No more guessing games. You'll know exactly what you're paying for upfront. No negotiating needed. I've personally used Fiverr to create custom animated videos for launches, and it was a game changer having that talent at my disposal during busy seasons. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my code GOLDDIGGER. Find all the digital services you need in one place at FIVERR.com code gold digger. Again, that's Fiverr.com code gold digger. Yeah, so I don't necessarily think you have to niche down. I don't think that you are missing out by, you know, serving that audience. I think though, once you get a very clear value ladder, that is going to kind of help carve your path of where you're going and how you're serving. So for people listening that don't understand what a value ladder is, Essentially, it's creating a series of offers and opportunities in the form of invitations where let's say the first entry point is for a free resource. And let's say Abby puts out a free resource on branding and she gets 100 people to sign up. Then she offers a $9.99 template for Canva. And let's say 50 people take advantage of that. So they've moved up her value ladder. She's given them more value and they've also given her value. Then let's say Abby creates a more complex suite of templates and it's $97. And we'll say 20 people take her up on that. Okay, now those 20 people have continued to move up the value ladder while the other 30 are saying, oh, not the right offer, not the right time or not the right thing for me. And you keep moving people up. And it's really important that people understand what a value ladder is. And even if you don't have enough products to create a full value ladder, you're at least thinking in that direction. Because what happens is a lot of times we build out offers that lead to a dead end. I'm actually a prime example of this. I need to practice what I preach more. But because I think you'll resonate with this, Abby, because I'm so protective of my time and energy, I don't have higher ticket offers that people can take advantage of that require my personal time. So it'd be really easy for me to add another step in my value ladder after my courses to invite people into, say, a membership site or an area for one-on-one mentoring or a mastermind. And so the whole point of having some sort of value ladder is to guide people up and there will be this natural attrition where people are going to just say, you know, it it might not be the right offer. Maybe you're not the right fit or the right teacher for me, or maybe I found someone else. And so I think that who you're serving works, but then your piece that you want to figure out, Abby, since you are wanting to appeal to people in those beginning stages is you want to educate them on how these products will move them along faster. Because we all know what it's like to be a beginner, right? And it feels like everything is happening so slowly and it's so frustrating and it's happening for everyone else, but not me. And so I want to make sure that as you're reaching out to those beginners, that you're really making sure that education is a piece of how you're showing up and how you're sharing. Because since these people will be beginners, they might not even understand some of those things that are so common sense to you. Yes. And, you know, it did resonate with me when you said that higher priced item, because, you know, I've been asked about coaching or if I'm going to do a mastermind, I'm in one myself right now. But I even got a little bit of taste of coaching this spring. And, you know, it's a lot of time and commitment. And so 
I've also wondered too, like, what is that higher ticket item? You know, yeah. now we have a line retreat that we're hoping to do quarterly, but yeah. you know, that's in person. So, you know, I have thought about what that higher ticket item would look like. So that, that did resonate with me. Can I give you some advice real quick? I guess yes. this is a coaching call, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, once you do this first Align retreat, what I really want for you to do is to take the time afterwards, like right away, like literally when your guests leave, grab out a pen and paper and write down the things that went really well, the things you wish you would have done differently, the things that you missed, the questions people were asking you, like do it when it is so fresh that it's unforgettable. But then the thing that I want for you to do is on your second retreat or your third retreat, whenever you feel like you've kind of found the groove in the formula, have somebody video it. Invest in a video team. You can make sure that the way that you're setting up the retreat helps you cover the expenses of that. A lot of times people will host retreats hire a video team and basically essentially break even. But that video content can then become some sort of course or curriculum that you can offer online to automate and scale, right? Because you're doing all of this work and you're only going to be able to hit a small portion of the audience that can travel, that wants to travel, that wants to travel where you're hosting it. And you can only fit certain amount of people. And so whenever people do retreats, I'm like, man, if you're ready to go, if you're confident in the curriculum, Hire somebody to video that. That can become that higher ticket course or experience where people don't have to pay for travel, but they still get that experience. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Because I've thought about like a summit or something, but that makes sense. I love that. Yes. And it's a great way to like, look at this first one kind of as this ability to, obviously you're going to, you're going to knock their socks off. You're going to make a difference. You're going to leave them leaving equipped and, and excited, but use this as this opportunity, almost like to test your concept, to make sure you can get people results, to refine that process, to back up where maybe you miss something and just really like focus in on that, do it while it's fresh. And then the next time it'll be better. And the time after that, it'll be better. And whenever you feel ready, then you have that video footage that you can repurpose and use it as an offer, which I just think is like the easiest way to do dual purpose and create that passive income and give people the experience that they might not have been able to take advantage of because of life. I love that, especially because I, you know, it would just be amazing if everyone could attend, right? Because you just believe in it. Exactly. So yes. that's a way to share something beautiful with more people. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So the next thing then is, you know, obviously through all these courses that I've taken through you and being mentored by you, I'm pretty well knowledgeable about freebies, opt-ins, growing my email list. I feel like, you know, every day you kind of see people that have lost their social media or something happens to them. So we know the importance yeah. of growing the email list, running ads, having that Facebook group and community all the things. So right now I was kind of thinking once I get this first template or a couple things designed, I think you've recommended in the past to do three opt-ins to kind of help grow the email list. And then how soon should I put money behind running ads, you know, and then building that email sequence and webinars and all the things? Yeah. So 
I love all of this because you are so clearly a student. And I, I think this is so amazing. So the first thing that I would tell you and everyone else to do is at least have two opt-ins that kind of have a different angle because you still, Abby, even though you have this established business and you're growing, you're still kind of trying to find that sweet spot to figure out where are people going to take action? Where is my expertise? How do these things align? And so what I always recommend is having two different freebies that kind of have a different angle on the thing that you are an expert in. And if you have three, that's even better because it kind of gives you this opportunity to test the waters. And a lot of times people turn to things like Instagram stories, polls, which great. But when we actually test an opt-in, there's kind of like a higher stake for someone to sign up for that or to put their name in the hat and say like, I'm interested in this. There's value in this. So here's my email address. But in reality, here's what I recommend doing to simplify the entire process. So One of the biggest mistakes people make is they wait to advertise until they have something for sale, right? We see this all the time. Somebody's finally created a course or they have their webinar that leads people to their course or they've created that paid template. Now, all of a sudden, they want to put money on the line because there's this opportunity for them to make money. But in reality, I would say 90% of our Facebook ad strategy is based on giving away free value. So leading people to those opt-ins. And here's why. One, it's way cheaper for us to advertise and give somebody a free guide. It costs us usually like anywhere from like 13 cents per lead to maybe $1.50 per email address. But then it also gives us that time because you brought up a welcome sequence, which we'll talk about. And it gives us time to warm people up, to give them value, to get them a quick win, to help them to understand what I do and how I could serve them in their life. And so once you have those two to three freebies, what I would do is all you need to focus on is a really good delivery email for that freebie. So you want that delivery email to just be kind of focused on that freebie. Maybe you can drop in a few quick tips in there or just have some sort of reason for them to really click through and take advantage of that guide. Because I don't know about you, but I've signed up for free guides before and it just sits in my inbox like safekeeping and then I totally forget about it. And you want people to actually get results with that. And then once have that first delivery email, you can link up all of those three freebies to one welcome sequence. So you don't need to create different welcome sequences for each of your opt-ins. You can have it all funnel into just the same welcome sequence. And a lot of people freak out and they think, well, what if somebody signs up for two of my freebies? Are they going to get double the emails? Most of the email providers, if not all, are very, very good at you know, blanking. So making sure that if somebody gets one email from you as a part of your welcome sequence, they're not going to get a duplicate email. They're so good at that. So for example, when Drew had his company, The Kutcher Method, which was all about health coaching, he had one freebie all about at-home workouts and then one freebie all about meal planning. And the meal prep one went way, like it blew up compared to the at-home workouts, which thank God we tested it out with these opt-ins because we were going to do his business in an entirely different direction. And then we just had that one confirmation email and then a three to five part welcome sequence. And that's really all you need to start investing in ads. And the great thing about investing in ads and promoting your freebies is not only are you growing your list and you're serving that list on automation, 
but you're also figuring out which ad audiences are going to respond the best and you're going to get your cost per lead down so that if you decide to continue investing for a launch, it's going to cost you less because you have your audience figured out way better and you'll be able to target that warm audience, people that have already interacted with you, your brand, or your freebie, and that's going to yield way better results. So I would just say, you know, set aside as much money as you can. It can literally be, you know, a hundred dollars a month and that could be a hundred leads per month. And in the online marketing world, they say that every lead on your email list is worth about $1 per month in your business. So if you do things right, you should come out ahead. I like that. And just to go back when you said to link up the three freebies to that welcome sequence, you know, cause I think sometimes if, you know, I got caught up with that this spring and okay, where do I want to send them next? You know, and then you yeah, kind of just yeah. freeze. So yeah. I like that advice. Yeah. And I think too, for a lot of people, it's so intimidating. But like I said, if you sit down and write out your welcome sequence once really intentionally and just get it up, then it can run for you. And then you could always serve those subscribers just once a week or once every other week or even once a month in the meantime while you're working on your offer. And that's just like a great way to you know, drop into people's inboxes and to stay in touch and to keep serving them while you're working on your offer. Very good. So can I ask you something then about the opt-ins? Yeah. I was thinking about this this morning. You know, sometimes branding, either people don't understand what that means or they, it might not be like the the sexy topic, right? And so I've been trying to figure out, you know, what does that really good opt-in look like or what is the verbiage behind it? Because I think, you know, when I've talked to several people and where they get caught up with branding is feeling overwhelmed and they think logo and colors and you know there's so much more because it's who you are as a brand and not just that product or service so you know I'm trying to think of opt-ins or ways to push them that makes more sense to people does that make sense yeah Yeah. So, okay. Off the top of my head, you could do something like five requirements to have a true brand and people could opt in because they'd be curious, like, do I have a true brand? And you could also split test that same opt-in and have a different title. Like, is your brand a true brand? And it could be the same copy on the inside, but just two different ways to test it. You could also do, if you wanted to see if your audience is already existing business owners, you could do five ways to know your brand needs a refresh. And you could talk about just, you know, mistakes people make or how they don't update things enough, or these are signals that you're not attached to your brand, or there's some sort of like disconnection. You could also do things a little bit more specifically, like five keys to a solid logo or how to create your own logo in Canva. I bet that would explode. Um, Things like So there's so many different angles you could take. So you could go the more design route if that's like where people are getting started. And it kind of reminds me of like, give them what they think they want, but actually serve them what they need. So people, I think when they think of branding, they get so caught up in the visuals. Like we talk about this all the time. They want things to look pretty. They want to pick out the fonts and the colors and the typography and all of that. But so you could kind of have a freebie that entices those people in, but then inside 
side of your guide, you could teach them, you know, like a brand is that personality. It's the way it leaves people feeling. Here are ways to extend your brand beyond the visuals. And I think that could also be a cool thing. So a lot of times when people are feeling that friction and they're like, people don't really get it or they don't fully understand I think that we need to give people what they think they need, but then really serve them with what we know and how we can kind of pivot that instead of trying to fight against it and like try to convince people on the front side. Does that make sense? Oh, 100%. And that goes back to this spring too, you know, where I had all these things that I'm like, you need this. Mm -hmm. But Yes. (laughs) If you're on the convincing end, meet people where they're already at and then guide them to where you want them to go. Yes. So true. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So next question. I already feel like I might need some help. (laughs) So with, you know, a limited budget as again, I'm still just getting, you know, kind of started with some of these things. Should I focus on finding someone that can kind of help me put those systems and strategies into place that that might be like their expertise or would you recommend somebody that's more of like jack of all trades because I have really learned in the last year that I'm a visionary and I would like to have someone you know like hey we need this from you today da, 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 and I can get it done because you know I'm, I'm busy with the kids and stuff like that and I, it would be nice to be able to kind of hand some things off yeah So I've been thinking about this a lot. I was actually just looking at emails from 2015 when I hired my first virtual assistant, who is Caitlin, who's still on my team to this day. And I was literally reading the emails of like, here's what I need help with. Here's where I'm at. Here's where I'm like dropping the ball. And so I recommend you don't need someone to help you create the systems. I really think that the systems are things that you should create so that they're done in the way that you want them done. And that's not to say that they can't evolve or be refined, but it's kind of like one of those things, you know, when you have a task on your to-do list and you like literally dread it and it probably will only take you like five minutes, but you keep putting it off and it keeps taunting you on your list. And then you finally get it done. You're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Have you ever had that? I have that all the time. Yes, all the time. So creating systems, you likely already have systems. They probably just are living in your head. And so one of the best things that you can do right now before you even hire help is to record your screen when you're doing certain things that you do time and time again. So we created like a little resource library within my business using Loom, which is free, and it can record your screen. And so I remember when I first hired Caitlin, like I recorded a loom of like, here's how I log into the back end of my blog. Here's how I create a new blog post. And this was before I even hired somebody, but I was just documenting like, these are the tasks I do over and over and over again that don't necessarily have to be done by me. So creating that kind of resource library, one, it's going to help you to actually acknowledge that you probably do have systems and kind of find those gaps of things that you can make easier for yourself. But two, when the time comes to hire, it's way less daunting 
daunting because I think one of the number one things that we tell ourselves is like hiring is going to take me so much time. It's going to take me so much energy to train someone in. And what if they do it the wrong way? And what if they don't do it the way I wanted them to? And so that can help alleviate some of that stress. And then also it can help that new team member have the trust that they don't always have to go to you if they have a question. They can look at the resource library, be reminded of a task until they learn it themselves. But for me, I would absolutely say having someone day to day that at least has knowledge in like the main spaces that you operate in. So they at least have some sort of background or understanding of the work that you do. And here's the thing that I realized is like when I hired Caitlin, I was so worried about like her responding in a way that I wouldn't have responded or things like that. But I realized that when I was on my own, I was dropping the ball all the time. I had this terrible habit of like reading an email and then marking it unread and telling myself I'd get back to it later when I had more time. And then guess what? I never had more time because I was so busy. And so I realized that like a response, even if it isn't exactly how I would have done it, is better than no response at all. And so when we start to kind of release our grip of like control and white knuckle, everything and we start to invite someone in to ask for help, it is way better for somebody to do something 90% the way that I would have done it than for it to never get done at all, right? So that's where I look. And the cool thing is, is every single person on my team has grown and expanded into a new position after they got their feet wet. So they've all kind of evolved into these own new roles based off of their skill sets or knowledge, what they've attributed to my brand. And so it's kind of cool because you don't have to find the perfect person. I would find somebody that you align with, that loves what you do, that believes in your mission, and that is teachable. And that's pretty much all you need to focus on. That feels right. I think it's probably hard for me to just kind of give up some of that control when you've put so much blood, sweat into tears into something. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, reassuring, you know, to, to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. And it's funny because it's like, I think we worry so much about these different things and it's like, our clients or our customers or the inquiries we're getting, I would rather have them responded to quickly than to be waiting on the perfect response from me. It's like everything in business, right? Like we so often wait on that perfect thing that we never actually take action. And so with hiring someone, it's the same deal. Like you've got to just keep moving forward with imperfect action and to keep like trusting that that imperfect action is going to move you way further forward than you trying to do it all, be it all, learn it all and master it all. And, you know, Dean Graziosi always talks about like hiring for your weaknesses. And he's like, don't waste time trying to be a master at all of these different things. Like there's no way you're going to do it and you're not even going to enjoy doing it. You're going to dread doing it. And so like hire for your weaknesses. And I just think that's such a good reminder for us. Well, because a lot of times we don't want to give up certain things because we still love them. And that's great. Make sure you're prioritizing those things in your time to do those things through hiring people that can help support you in your weaker areas. Yeah. And I think I can't remember. It must have been on a, in a previous episode of Gold Digger. You were saying something about you know, when you have someone else helping with those things or the time that you would have maybe been doing it you know, then you get to work on those other passion projects that maybe aren't bringing in the money, but they bring in the joy and you have that peace of mind and all that kind of stuff. So that is, uh, that's ringing home. 
Yeah. And I think the, the final piece too, when it comes to hiring, just because I was literally reliving all of this just a few days ago, looking at those emails was, I remember, you know, being really like taken aback at the expense of hiring, even if you're paying somebody 15, $20 an hour, it can be really scary to put that money on the line, especially when you're at the beginning of your business. And so I remember asking myself like, okay, if I can pay someone $20 an hour and they can save me X amount of hours a week, am I confident that in those X amount of hours, I could earn that money back? And if the answer is yes, then it's absolutely a no brainer. And if you're looking to hire just to save your time, because your time is invaluable, your time is priceless, then even more reason. But I think a lot of times we just look at the expense without looking at like what it's earning us back. And a lot of times when we spend more time on those needle movers, when we're allotted more time for the freedom to pursue those passions, we will hands down earn that money back because we're in the right areas where we can serve at the highest capacity. Yes. And that's where the magic happens. It's just beautiful. (laughs) Amen. Well, Abby, what do you think? How do we do? I am so excited. (laughs) Thank you. I'm so excited. Yes. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being vulnerable and letting us into where you're at. Where can everybody find you and connect with you and watch you work? I just want to say again, thank you, Jenna, and to any other gold diggers listening right now. I would have never dreamed I'd be here a year ago. And so I just so appreciate your time today. You can find me on Instagram at Abby Harriman. My website is abbyharriman.com. And I believe Facebook and Pinterest, Abby Harriman as well. So I look to uh, connect with all of you further. And thank you. Thank you, Abby. I cannot wait to watch you crush it. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you. All right, Gold Diggers, I hope you enjoyed that coaching conversation. These are so much fun for me to do, and I love getting to interact with you, my listener. If you're dying to be coached on the show, make sure you are a part of our communities over on Instagram at Gold Digger Podcast and inside of Facebook at Gold Digger Podcast Insiders. This is where we find the students that get to be coached on air, and I want to make sure you don't miss your opportunity. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 